You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Anyways, let's get through this stank-ass article. Next question. The whole sequence of even Villanelle under the water, them reaching for each other. It looked like these bloody angel wings are radiating deal with you out reading from it like this. I can't. What went into the choice of the images? It's, I am so pleased you picked up on that be- <laughs> because I was desperate to have a nod to the Villanelle of episodes one and two. But who, why? Obsession. Villainy. Christianity? I, I, let me finish reading. So that was a very deliberate decision to give her those bloody angel wings. Why would you give <sighs> an iconic queer character bloody angel wings who wasn't even a fucking Christian? This isn't Lucifer. This isn't Constantine. That is no, name, I know right? what you meant. Right, yeah. I just... Uh, Anyway, where was I? Bloody angel, angel wings. wings. That was something I wanted to do because I wanted to have this sense of Villanelle transcending to another realm. But why? No, no, no. Let's finish the sentence. So rather than dying and that being the end of Villanelle, I wanted a sense of like, quote, of course Villanelle will continue to exist, just not on this earthly plane, end quote. We spoke a lot about Villanelle being too big to contain in the earth. Yo. Wait up. And the only place she can go after this is somewhere more celestial. Bitch! That was a deliberate attempt to make her death feel transcendent. Is that why y'all gave her that This show is not grounded in anything like that. This isn't Xena. The fuck are you talking about? You're right that it's not Xena. This isn't American Gods. But but that's why they gave her the sun. This isn't Black Panther where there's no ancestral plane. We not doing the shoulder shit, Terrence. No, I know. We not doing none of that shit. But they gave us the sun tarot card, remember? It's the best card that you can get. Am I supposed to, but the kind of Christianity she was referencing would be in opposition to the concept of a tarot card. But is that, is that, I thought they were being cheeky. I thought they were trying to be clever. But once again, the bag is empty. Once again, the shit is hollow. Once again, the math does not compute. So you decided the cloister was there for whatever fucking reason you thought it had to be there because you ultimately wanted to inject Christian dogma, ideologies, <sighs> iconography, for what? For what? Redemption of what? Of what? No, right. And I'm pretty sure the Pope was like, fuck the gays. Like, oh yeah, gays, you uh-huh. can live in stuff, but you can't go to heaven and stuff. You can't be redeemed and stuff. So what is happening? Terrence, please, 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 please. I need you to help me. I need you to... I need you to cite another show in where somebody gets shot and the blood forms a picture that the showrunner says, <laughs> this means they transition to another plane. This means that God exists. No. Because you're trying to tell people whose own worldviews you don't understand uh-huh. that she's going to another plane. What the fuck are you talking about? Because there's real references here. And considering, from what we know, Villanelle does not believe in God. She literally yep. said, why would you do this? Uh, heard the soul. Why? She said, shrinks into the body. Right. She... She tells people before they die, <laughs> like this is. We not... saw nothing that said Villanelle changed her idea of shrinking inward, right? And so, much like Jody's fucking face in the water, you took a bitch that I was told early on never got scared, and you gave me a final shot of her looking scared. 
That's what she did. And you say, this had to happen. She had to transcend to another realm. And she well, fucking did not. Realm. Right. Heaven. And that's why she didn't say heaven. But you out here with angel wings, bitch. You out here in the fucking cloister, bitch. So what do you mean other realm? What do you mean? Purgatory? Right. Did you the just... The fuck are you saying? Did you condemn Villanelle to hell? Is that what you did? Is that the realm that I don't you like... put her in? Well, no, because she was cleansed, you know? With the water. She was cleansed, you know? Hmm. Of her sins by doing something good. <sighs> I, What's the I, next question? What's the next question? You can't be here all day. Okay. A different voice for this interviewer. Thank you. One of the things that really stuck with me was the montage of Villanelle killing the 12 while Eve is dancing at the wedding. My take was that this was doubling down on that the show. It's about the two of them. Not even showing the faces of the 12 means it doesn't matter who they are, but what they meant. Is that sort of on the right track? Or maybe it means that we couldn't direct a fucking competent scene that people could fucking understand what the fuck no, right. was going on. Because shortly, of all the people we asked, did you understand what no, happened? I there didn't was get many it. questions. Some people were confused. Oh, no, that's you. I'm saying the other friends we asked, they were like, I wasn't sure what was happening. I was like, oh, is she now suddenly killing the 12? Is there suddenly something happening? What was the connective tissue? It didn't make any sense. So, right. Let me read Laura's answer. Yep, definitely 100%. That's actually one of my favorite moments in the episode. That cutting between Eve and Villanelle, it feels like a moment where both of them are at their happiest. I would say the kiss. Eve Thank does you. look radiant and joyful, but I think that's because of the kiss Thank you and the again. implied smash. She continues, Eve has rediscovered life in that moment. No, bitch, she discovered it in a camper. Thank no, you. No, bitch, it was in a camper. No, bitch! Look, Candace, calm down. Get through the article, and it's so long. Why is there still so much to scroll? I read it the one time, and I yelled that one time, and I forgot it was this long. Okay. <sighs> it feels like a moment where both of them are at their happiest. Eve has rediscovered life in that moment, and she's amongst human beings. People like her. Now Villanelle's this... not human? Villanelle's not human? You don't Are we know. completely dehumanizing Villanelle? Uh, the fuck Laura is. was Jodie Comer doing for four fucking seasons just for you to say Eve is with people like her? Humans. Fuck you. This is what makes fuck this art. This is what fuck makes you, Laura Neal. Neal. Honestly, fuck you, bitch. Homophobic the on what the page. The fuck? What the fuck? Homophobia on the page. It's running rampant. It's loose. It's on your lips. Suzanne wrote Pinna. Suzanne wrote Pinna for this. I know she pissed. Suzanne didn't write Pinna for this? For you to completely dehumanize this hell? Anyways, let me try and finish. Where was I? Right. People Amongst like her. Beings. And she's remembering what the world has to offer, what the normal world has to offer. That but reads like straight. No, that reads like straight. Words. No, right. That reads like straight. The bridge was. I had. I had a husband. I had a chicken. We did no, all please, of this. Please let me finish. And then Villanelle is in the place where she feels the happiest, which is blood soaked, steeped in killing. Well, if it's not what killing her the girlfriend, fuck? what sexually the fuck? Then this is if it's incorrect. not murdering the puna. Right. This if it's not correct. Evil, right. if it's not the box of Eve Palastri, what the fuck are you talking about? I really watched Jodie Comer play that fucking kiss scene, and I have enjoyed many a facial expression by Jodie Comer. And I would say, I would say that shy, flirty, vulnerable look on her face after she kisses Eve on the cheek. What the fuck are you saying? Lord, did you watch the shit your people shot? Did you watch it? She said Villanelle is happiest when she is blood soaked, steeped in killing. So why the fuck did you write that scene with Martin? Blood. Why the fuck was she in the cloister? Steeped. Why the fuck did Suzanne have her say and through you, Laura? I don't want to do this anymore. What the fuck? The thing is, Villanelle. So Villanelle's done a lot of killing. Villanelle's not always or often blood soaked. You made Villanelle blood soaked, Laura Neal. I mean, 
There were some instances. Maybe that's the BBC things, but it's not been like, here's a bunch of blood. Like, she was blood-soaked with Eve, but I think she had a great time there because she was watching no. Eve kill no, bitch. Right, right. Was that exciting. was why. Right. Was that, was, that was right. The blood splashed, and she was right. like, oh, my God. Right. Not me being wet in multiple places. Right. I'm sorry. You know, I always got to make a dirty joke, y'all, even though I'm angry. Let me finish this article I, because there's a lot to scroll. There's a lot to scroll. She finishes saying, it feels like a really triumphant moment for both of them. And I love the juxtaposition between Eve dancing and Villanelle killing. Well, I fucking don't. I, I wanted Eve don't. to be there killing with her. I, I think did. that the Eve Palashi that I know and love would have loved to be in there killing a bitch. I think the Eve that literally just shot Johan in the fucking head would want to be there. I think the Eve that crushed Dasha with her foot would want to be there. Thank you. But, you know. And the fuck do I know? That been watching Eve, the show. You could have did a split montage time. with your terrible angles of Eve helping Villanelle kill oh, no. the 12 Sir, with the wedding going no, no, no. on upstairs. The whole boat is a wash. Honestly, oh, yeah. it's a wash. It's oh, yeah. the way that it's undercomplicated, under sophisticated, under finessed in every fucking way. It's like, how is this your finale in your last scene? It's embarrassing. Sorry. To keep it frank, at the end of the day, I would be embarrassed. To be a part of what that boat scene is because it doesn't make sense. And just from a technical, fundamental standpoint of directing and storytelling and, you know, blocking shots, storyboarding, it's so that the viewer understands clearly what is happening. And no one seems to understand clearly. The sequence of events in those final moments of the boats are how we got there. And to have Villanelle's final fucking kill, like this fucking bitch, jaunted into the show, fucking up a little girl, and then heading to Italy in some booty cutter shorts to eloquently kill that old Italian man mm-hmm. in front of his little nino. Yep, hide and seek. It's, look, that's how we started. Her kills have been a wonder. She has done pomp and circumstance every single time just for you to say she's going to kill random people we never see in some way that we cannot actually tell how she does it. No, right. In blue, where we can't quite tell what's going on. And that is Villanelle's final kill on Killing Eve. That sequence is what she did. It's not... Anything like what was in episode one. It's not Frank. It's not Berlin. It's not Fustuk. It doesn't have any of the tension of episode eight of series one. It's not Raymond, which was phenomenal yep. in series two. It's not even Aaron Peel. Nope. It's not even Elen. How does Elen get a more banging fucking outro? Right. Murder shuttle and all. Like there was no the murder shuttle. It was it was a soul train line with the blade, essentially, with with blood and added in post. Because it was it was Odd to watch. It and was also odd. doing the electric slide to, it's like, can they? It's weird. It is weird. It's that weird. Was. I just want to point that out. It's not what people do when they do the electric slide. All right, next question. Whatever. We got to get through this. I feel True. like we're not even a fucking third through. What Why am I scrolling? All right, I, I just to read faster. Scrolling. Right, no, right. right. The scroll okay. is too long. Well, I'm a read faster. Him. him. All right. This whole thing in the boat takes place at this gay wedding. A lot of the episode, from my interpretation, is about walking them through. Here's what our relationship would be like if we had this relationship. Is this metaphorically their wedding as well? Well, <laughs> the problem let with me, this no, question no, no, is no, get, we know do, nothing do, about the couple let other than the fact that they kissed. Read. I think you're right in terms of every scene we're trying to link it some way to Eve and Villanelle's relationship. The wedding is no different. Certainly when Eve is doing her wedding speech, really she's talking about her and Villanelle. So no, that's an entirely accurate reading of the scene and of the episode as a whole. And we like the idea of them toying with different versions of their future. So when they're in the van together, they're kind of like, this is what a sort of mundane future would look like for us. Can we do the domestic? Can we be like Maggie and Donnie? Oh, was that the head couple from the cabin? Yeah. I guess. And the answer I think is, no, we can't. <laughs> is it? 
It's almost like they're testing out what their relationship is destined for and whether it's destined for a happy ending or whether it's destined to explode in a kind of blaze of glory. Very obviously go towards the latter. A blaze of glory in five minutes? What I, a blaze I'll, of glory there's in a, five is minutes. It, is it Elle magazine? Someone. There is a publication that does YouTube video interviews where they have one person strapped to a lie detector machine. I, you say you want, I, I, I want to invite Laura Neal. <laughs> Variety, call that bitch up. I just need to see this. I need to see the needle moving. Which she's like, <laughs> I, I think, I, wasn't there multiple takes of that? <laughs> right, lies. Lies. Like, oh, we wrote multiple endings. <laughs> lies. Nothing but lies. Villanelle had to die. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Uh, no, yes, it was their wedding too. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a lie. It was all a lie. That's what I need because I know. No, we'll hold the paper up. Right, the whole the right. scan. It was all, it was a, all lie. a fucking lie. She's a villain. Are you a homophobe, Laura Neal? Why, why would you ask uh, there's that ways. question? So here's the thing. So are Is that, no, she's saying She's saying that they apparently come to the conclusion in her mind, because she is in some other place of which logic does not exist, that they have decided, no, we can't do this. And I'm like, that's not what a bitch watched, though. A bitch watched cute scenes and said, oh, the domestic will work, just like I thought. A bitch yep. saw two bitches working together. A bitch watched... The two of them wash dishes, all close and shit, having a little banter and stuff. And a bitch heard Eve deliver a line to Villanelle after Villanelle tried to make her feel better about getting that death card for her future by saying, it's just some cards. Don't worry about that shit. Fate isn't real. Fate doesn't exist. And then Eve goes, so what's this then? <laughs> Y'all wrote that. Y'all wrote that. Y'all shot that. Sandra O delivered that line. She did deliver. And you still saying what the fuck you just said. Make it make sense. Everything was adorable. Everything was fucking cute. Washing the dishes. Taking a piss. Being annoyed at Hets that are in the same cabin with you. Eating curly fries. Right. With, and with having little banter about the and, weird and habits right. that the person you fuck with can sometimes right. have. Where you're like, that's gross. Still love you, but that's fucking disgusting. No, no. Right. It's disgusting. Some people would say psychopathy is hinted by pineapples on pizza. And other people would say it's bliss. And these are the things that couples fucking argue, argue about. Argue about, yes. Like, what are y'all talking about? Anyway, next question. Next question. Blaze of glory. I'm no, sorry. No, right, it's just no, like, no, right. that's what you, you thought that was a blaze of glory? Where was the glory? Where the fuck was the glory? The glory was that Christianity one. Oof. That's what You know was. what? Next question. Um, uh, we just, wait. All right, jumping way back to the middle of the episode where Villanelle Eve finally kissed for real versus the very quick bus kiss from the previous season. There's a ton of focus on the physical aspect from the fans and a lot of nervousness leading into the finale. <laughs> how did you eventually arrive uh, on how these two characters were going to finally physically consummate their relationship? And I'm sorry, I'm uh, no, built. I'm no, I, I, it's, it's, it's brimming in you and I feel it. Let me try to get through it because we were really trying to have this prologue be not a jaunty four hours, but the way this article is taking 85 oh, million years. Do part two right. Or <laughs> right. We got to do. We got to split it up. Okay. The answer is we discussed loads of versions of it essentially, and loads of different placements. I don't believe you. No, uh, no, no. I believe it. You know why? Oh. Because I think that their kiss was supposed to be at the end when they Actually, were hugging. Right. To hold on to that muse. You did tell me that, and you are facts. Okay. It's just that I think Laura's a liar. And so when you discover that someone's a liar, how do you trust what they say? Okay, but you're right. Okay. That moment has moved around a hell of a lot. The reason that I settled on it there is because it felt subversive. It felt surprising to have it in that very low-key moment, actually. We kept calling it the piss kiss. 
Hetsa Gross. What? Hetsa Gross! No, I heard you out. The, the what was that? The piss kiss. Because they just had their piss on the side of the road. So we had the bus kiss, then we had the piss kiss. And it felt really true to the nature of the show. The tone of the show, to have it in this entirely unexpected moment in this entirely unromantic way. Just on the side of the road. It was something we played around with and Jody and Sandra played around with. You mean they did the acting and you did no writing? Let's mm-hmm, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it was right until we got that take on the day. And that take was so brilliant that it was the moment where I was like, ah, we've got it now. <sighs> <sighs> Unromantic? See, the thing is, romance is where you find it. And I guess um, the queers know more about romance than the hats these days? We surely do. Have you seen our letters? Well, Because that. romance is, I believe, defined by the juge, the vapors, the feeling of excitement, of wonder, of mystery that comes associated with love. The unanswered questions that are about to be answered, potentially, with the horizontal mambo. But romance is not defined by the place in which it happens. You can have romance in the backseat of a car, mm-hmm. in a ditch, mm-hmm. in an alley, in a Starbucks bathroom, in your mama closet. No, no, yes. On a church altar. I was... <laughs> no, no, I, I'm in my head because right, no, I'm like cutting it. to... Well, in my head, I have a bunch of... A library. Oof. A library. In a theater. In a theater. In the opera house. Right, in my the favorites. opera house. No, the opera no. house is one of my favorites. Yes. I have told y'all... Oh, wait. General Jack Crack? I don't know where it is. We have so many hours, but I... Look, that is... Listen. Listen. Hmm. To catch an O or to give an O. To the operatic drama of a jaunty bitch, it's... Put it on your bucket list, I'm telling you. So romance is where you make it. Romance is defined by the people engaging in the romantic gesture. Yep. And I don't know how you watch Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer act the scene the way that they did. Thankfully, giving the fans visually what we felt and knew would be authentic to the characters and say that wasn't romantic. Bitch, that's probably the most romantic. Thank well, you. actually, I'm probably gonna have to marinate and meditate. But I'm feeling comfortable saying it's the most romantic queer kiss shared between two non-men on television because I'm having a hard time finding a kiss, a singular kiss. Well, I'm not talking about a collection of kisses because there's plenty of queer couples that get to kiss all the time. And you know what I think it is? There's some jaunty kisses in the L word, to be fair. I think it, it has to do with just the, the sheer intensity of the chemistry between Sandra and Jodie Comer. The tension established by Eve and Villanelle that we've literally been dying through for four fucking seasons and literally up until the last episode that it just, the moment of it, it feels bigger. But I will, TBD, I'll come back to it. But I'm feeling that it's absolutely top three. Like I really will have to, I really will have to marinate because I could just be speaking emotionally. In the aftermath of Killing Eve, but you know what? I'll still say top three because of where Killing Eve is in my life, but I will I will marinate some more. On all the sapphic kisses I've seen on television in particular, because now that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you've seen a you've seen a jaunty kiss or two kisses. Be sure, be sure of what you say. And then classify them. Like, you know, when I do my little film list, I'm gonna do that. But and maybe eh, it can't be number one because of how loud it has hurt me. But then should she be able to take away my queer host? I don't think she should. So I will have to revisit Y'all this. said that Eve and Villanelle's their first kiss of the season will not be with each other. That's what y'all said. Whatever. Let's not. We're not in the recap. You're right. To yell and scream. Right. You're right. We're trying to get through this long as fuck article. All right. Next question. It's funny hearing you say this. Fans are going to be like, release all the other takes. Release them online. Surely. Oh, Laura laughs. <laughs> there isn't actually. That kiss was a one take kiss. I don't think there's loads of takes on the piss kiss. Ma'am. Ma'am. 
So what is the truth? You say there isn't actually that kiss was a one take kiss. But uh, then in the okay. very next sentence, you say, I don't think there's loads of takes of the piss kiss, implying that there's more than one take of the piss kiss. And considering fans were posting stills of Sandra O oh comparatively with Sandra O oh in the episode and one had a scoff and one did not. It seems that the scene was at least blocked. Right, right, blocks. right. Um, <laughs> But it's the way how I read something else sinister into this line. Oh, I read, read? Um, we have takes of the kiss before the shot on the boot. We have takes of that kiss where that's where the kiss Wait. is happening. In my canon, I believe that Laura has on tape a kiss. Right, right. We did it. But, but, but no, that, but that, mostly that can't be me. true because the fans literally have their grainy fucking videos of the boat kiss. They, they surely knew it and so that boat kiss wasn't even a surprise because they saw jody whip sandra into that pole like they no, no, yeah in. so i just i feel like it's all a lie like i just i don't know what to believe because i just think it's highly unlikely that you do one take in a television show just because i do but then also the facts don't seem to align with what she's saying so i'm like why lie just a lie no yeah i, I believe that yeah this is lying just a lie i just i guess i guess Next question. Uh, before that, we get several sequences, which I'll describe as almost straight out of fanfic in terms what? of they're caught in the rain. They're forced to share a cabin. There's only one bed and they have to share a sleeping bag together. Why go this route? What inspired that particular sequence of events? <laughs> Not you pointing your finger. We were playing around with it a little bit. We were like, we wanted to tease the audience. We wanted to tease ourselves as writers. Mm. We wanted to tease these characters. <sighs> we wanted to see them put in those kinds of awkward situations. Why did you like, wait till like the, end the end of the season? Like the awkward situations like episode wait? one? But why the did you awkward wait situations, the situations that's episode two? Anyways, and stress test their chemistry and how long it would take for them to break. So wait, all of season no, wait, four wait. was your stress test, Laura. No. No, because she's talking about these domestic situations and saying for them to break, they didn't break. I didn't see a they break. They didn't. I didn't see a break either. She continues. And what's the ingredient for quiet to see them finally come together? I don't understand that sentence, but it is what it is. So really, it was just about playing, I suppose. I really wanted to have fun in the final episode. <laughs> Look, girl. It was so tempting to go heavy because you know it's the end of these two's relationship. But I really wanted to find the joy as well in the two of them and the way they interact before we say goodbye to them for good. It's the way that you could have said goodbye to them without... Anyways, yeah. next question. Yeah. Just next question. It's already up on AMC Plus as we're speaking, but people on broadcast are going to be seeing episode 7 for the first time tonight where Constantine is killed by Pam. Why take him off the board before the finale? We didn't know we were going to kill him. Constantine wasn't always fated to die. But we felt when we were talking about how to end his story, he was always someone who manages to wriggle out of situations he's put himself in or he finds himself in. And we wanted to find him a situation where he can't wriggle out anymore. That felt really interesting to us and really sad. And then we got excited by the idea of how can we make a death fitting Constantine's humor and his warmth. Is that what... You thought you did? Uh, yeah, because okay. that's not what I picked up. So that. that's where the pizza cutter death came from. Part of the reason we wanted to do it in episode seven is that we wanted to have this focus on Eve and Villanelle in episode eight. So it was a way of allowing us to zoom in on the Eve and Villanelle relationship in that final episode. But, but you had like... the whole season! Thank you. Why? And the way that Constantine's death couldn't even sit with me because you ran both episodes back to back yep. so a bitch couldn't even mourn yep. mom arms. 
for more than two minutes before I was back in the shits with Gun and fucking Villanelle. Fucking next question. Uh, taking a step back, way, way back, I've seen a lot of fans talk about how you had the time to dash past the bridge scene at the end of season three. <laughs> oh, here we are. Okay, a real question. You don't exactly return to it, but in their final scene, it is in front of a bridge. So is that you eventually losing back cop to? Out. This is a cop They out. had continued the scene. That's what? What would have happened in if they would have continued the scene? Then what? They would have ended up in the river and died. If they would have hugged or kissed on the bridge, they would have got shot. shot. Right. Whatever. The answer is it's the same bridge. So that's a definite, deliberate reference to the end of season three. Fuck you for that. But wasn't a CG? You know, whatever. No, it's you asked about (laughs) not you asking about the blue screen and the green screen. Yes. Mm And when we were trying to find a location for the very final scene, we went through a few before we came up with the Tower Bridge. And then when we built that Tower Bridge, it just felt really right in terms of the time jump between end of season three and start of season four. You mean the one you invented? Terrence, please. Because you invented it. That's what Barbara said. Because you invented it. For me, it just felt... It just felt exciting to hit the ground running. Yo, you lying ass bitch. Hit the ground running. You lying ass bitch. In the cloister, hit the ground running. Hit the ground running with who? Because you didn't hit the ground running with Villanelle. And you did hit the ground running with Eve. I mean, you kind of did with her shooting Constance's hand, but not with the characterizations of Villain Eve and what you should be doing closing out the show. What you mean hit the ground running? Hit the ground running? I don't get this. I don't either. Continues. I like the idea of not knowing what had happened in the interim. But you are the showrunner. Why don't you you know what happened? Fucking imagine being a writer for a fucking show and saying, I don't know what happened in the interim. Terrence, 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 help. Total help me saying. Terrence, 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 how are you employed? How are you writing books? How are you writing books? Please help me. You got a book. Yo, yo. Imagine if George R. R. Martin fucking wrote his book, right? And there's a time jump between book one and book two. And they said, George, do you have any idea what's going on in between the two books? And he's like, bitch, I wish I knew. In fact, the excitement, the excitement has me on the edge of my seat. And I've written this story without knowing what has happened for seven months. Who the fuck does that? Terrence, help. Who does that? I can't think of a single example. Okay. No. Thank you no. very much. Does work for Okay. Me. Okay. Let me try to get through the sentence. I'll start from the beginning again. I liked the idea of not knowing what had happened in the interim and finding these two characters in different emotional places and having to play catch up as an audience member. Are you the showrunner or are you an audience member, Larnell? Just say you hate gays. Because why did you enjoy them being at odds and in different emotional places than the natural end that they were brought to that you fucking presided over, bitch? Okay. Anyway, I need to calm down. I need to try and calm down. Okay. I think you can see the thread between the end of season three and the start of season four. Like Villanelle says, she wants it all to stop on the bridge. But Villanelle (laughs) didn't say that. Eve said, help me, help me make it stop. Did you not help write episode eight of series three, Laura Neal? (laughs) Is that the part of the episode you didn't write? Maybe that's not the part you wrote. Because we surely had enough messages in the inbox talking about, well, remember when Eve said she wanted to make a stop? And Laura says here that Villanelle says she wants it all to stop on the bridge. When did she say that? She didn't. She didn't say that. That's like saying, remember when Eve Villanelle had held hands on the bridge? Because that also didn't happen. This is like failing a class that also has an oral report. No, yeah. And every answer is wrong. Did you want Villanelle to throw Eve off of the bridge? And did you want that to be the ending of of Series 3? Terrence, nothing makes any sense. I I can't even deal with this article. Like, I feel like this section of fucking podcast is going to be an hour all by itself because I can't fucking deal with these fucking answers. None of which make any sense. They don't make any sense. 
it should be illegal for heads to handle queer characters. It should be. It should be now. It really should be. We've suffered long enough. A century's worth. Let me try to finish this. God, let me try to finish this jaunty paragraph. Okay, Villanelle on the bridge. Right, Villanelle on the bridge. Okay. Villanelle says she wants to stop it all on the bridge, and then she's found herself in an entirely different place, and she's moved on emotionally. Really? Moved on Villanelle moved on emotionally? What? You can't what? Say, that's the way that I blocked out half these fucking sentences. So that makes sense to me. We started to see Eve descend into a darker, slightly more nihilistic Eve on the bridge. But on but the bridge, no, no we didn't. Eve we saw on that with the Dasha. bridge was in despair, what? and she continues that at the start of season four as well. So I think the emotional threads are there, and I was just excited by jumping forward a little. Two thirds of a year is not a little, right? And seeing them in unexpected places. Honestly, yo, the way I wanna. You could fucking, you could surely come to Brooklyn, louder. I could fucking come to you. Because what is this bullshit? What the fuck is this, Terrence? You're writing like you didn't watch episode series three She's at all. She's writing like she never fucking watched or worked on the fucking show. No, right. She really is advancing the agenda that Villanelle moved on emotionally. So is that why she told Martin she just wants to smell Eve's skin? Is that, is why, that why she, she keeps told Martin Eve that she was a rainbow and beige boots? No, right. Is that why she invited her, right, to the baptism a dozen times? Is that why it was so important to her to get the right seat for Eve to sit and see her? Is that why? Is that why she went to see her and pray to the box? Because she was over her emotionally, Terrence. Is that why? If you ask Laura, Laura's going to say yes. It don't make no sense. Whatever. Next question. <sighs> Early on this week, the news broke uh, that a Carolyn-focused spinoff is in the works. Are you involved in that? Or is this your final note with Killing Let Eve? Let it be the final fucking note. And the answer is, I think this is my final note with Killing Eve. But you already ran it into the ground, bitch. So what else is there to do? You've already destroyed Killing Eve. So what is there to do? She also adds, I don't know anything about a spinoff. I'm afraid. Lies. Because there was hmm. surely a backdoor pilot. Yep. Just because you don't know the details doesn't mean you don't know about it. Because you surely backdoored Carolyn's nonsense. You very publicly talked about how you are a fan of Killing Eve. Wish and now, did. here you are finalizing the show. Wish she never did. What has this overall experience? experience been like for you? It's been emotional. It's been exciting. It's been incredibly personally fulfilling. It's been hard at times, but it's also been thrilling. I run out of adjectives to describe it. It's been a roller coaster, and I'm just absolutely delighted to have been able to end my favorite TV show. What fan can say that really? Shade. This uh, interview has uh, been edited for, for clarity, clarity and length. Shade, but deserve it. I just want to say your adjectives leave me wanting. Anyway, is that it? Oh, that's it. Right. That's it. They edited know. shit out. So your lasting impressions, Terrence, of this that article. Even, Anything that I potentially interrupted you yelling or you potentially interrupted me yelling and we were like, let's just get through the shit that you want to touch on. Well, uh, Eve descended to a darker, slightly more nihilistic Eve on the bridge. We already said it was wrong. We know it's wrong. Lies. Um, lies. Especially if we're calling Eve the scorpion, that means that what? That Eve is the one Whatever. with the nature that does not change. Because Eve has not been the hero. Anybody's hero. Eve has just been Eve. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> that was good now. I can take away the pain. I can make you catch an O. I will something for you Live forever. forever. Right. You Please can don't take, take right. my breath away. Why do I remember that Enrique <laughs> song? Like Jennifer Love Hugh was in a video. Like that random oh, things I remember. Right, right. I can be a oh, hero. Uh, did he die in the video? Something happened. I don't Something know. Something happened. She was I don't know. Yeah. But she can burn for all eternity. This is uh, crimes against a Sappho. There's many things I did not like. There's a lot of questions from the decider that I did not yeah, like that no, was posed. No, the decider. To... Fuck you too. Fuck you too, decider. What the fuck? I know that there's the collider 
Collider and Decider. Decider and Collider. I'm flaming. Do you want to pull that up? Oh, uh, wait. You said this is the... Whose interview is this with the Collider? Oh, it's Lord Neal. Oh, again. It's the... Mm. The title is Killing Eve Show on a Lord oh, Neal uh -huh. Breaks, Breaks Down. down. <laughs> say it's All right. All right. I guess before we get into that Collider, mm. dumpster fire from Laura Neal. Let's see what the fuck Sally had to say in that Deadline article that was entitled Killing Eve series finale. EB talks. <laughs> Degree of inevitability. Oh, inevitability. There goes that word hmm. again. There goes that word. Behind, spoiler, death spinoff plans. Eww. I guess I, what is this? How long is this? Oh, so there's like a little piece and then there's questions. So they summarize the episode. We don't give a fuck about their summary. And then they're like, breaking down Killing Eve's packed finale is executive producer Sally Gentle. She spoke to Deadline about planning Villanelle's death, potential spinoffs, and a vacation in Cuba. Read the interview, which has been edited for length and clarity. Oh, <laughs> length and clarity. Again, length and clarity. Ladies. Where's the transcript? Ladies. Where's the transcript? Okay. How early in the series did you decide Villanelle's death was going to be in the finale? We, we sort of knew what was going to happen quite early on, oh, but God. we were open to something else sort of declaring itself, but it never really changed. When you consider that Villanelle has always worked in a high-risk industry, oh. there was a degree of inevitability about it. No, there isn't. Well, you need to be skilled enough to catch a Villanelle. I just, the way that murderous people just exist in life and continue that to exist well. to an old age, it's just not true. That is well, we were keen in terms of the arc for the season was a sense that Villanelle had embraced humanity. Her selfless shoving <laughs> of Eve over the side of the boat was something that we felt connected to when she started in episode one trying to uh, prove to other people that she could be a human being. All right. It's the way that whatever this thing you're framing, you're framing some shove across the boat Look, as some... Apex Finish the action. answer. Finish okay. the answer. Okay. okay, okay, okay. It also felt right that Eve should survive as a sort of extraordinary every woman. That <laughs> <laughs> she should be reborn out of this sort of reborn. extraordinary performance reborn. and adventure that she's been on. Wait, wait, so wait, she wait, wait wasn't... Hold on. Sorry. Mm -mm. No, it's the phrase extraordinary performance. What the fuck does that mean? And adventure. No, no, no. I take issue with performance because what was she performing? Queerness? Darkness? <sighs> Misandry? What was the performance? Because that denotes inauthenticity. And so that is to invalidate everything that we've known and learned about Eve Pilastri since series one. That a bitch is queer and she's had her queer awakening. Well, not awakening because she found a bitch attractive from Doctor Who. She's been looking at boobs for years. But just, you know, a seismic disruption mm -hmm. in the queer force happened mm -hmm. with Villanelle. So how is it performance? You know what? It's rhetorical. You can't answer it. You're I not cannot. Sally. I'm not I just Sally. wanted to highlight that because words are important. They mean things. And when people choose them. It's and they like, are specific. We must look at it. Why did you use that? I, I, Why are, did you say are, that? Are both Laura and Sally the type of het that was queer for beer in college? Ooh, and a weekend then, bisexual, as and, I used to call and them. And so now they've woken mm. up and have seen the light. Bisexual for and, the gays. No, yes. Bisexual for men. Yes. Right. And so now they're saying, oh, these are women, they're 20s, 30s, 40s, and they're still thinking about women? Like, why? Like, wake up. Be in the real ooh, world. Ooh, Is that what Sally's uh, talking about when she says performance? Oh, oh, not you bringing back Girls Gone Wild. Oh, my God. Oh. And those videos <gasps> exist. It was the a dark time. No, the, the 90s, late 90s no. to early 2000s, that was yes. the Spring Breaks era. Uh -huh. Fucking, you know, Freak Nick was still Beach. going on. No, yes. Fucking Carnival. Uh -huh. it, there was a lot of stuff. There was. A lot of head shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just, I didn't like that phrase. I'll go on to the next question. Can you talk to me a bit about the process of determining how Villanelle would die? 
there was always a leap of some sort and water involved. We really felt like <laughs> water was an important image to keep. You start off with the baptism of the water. water. You get Carolyn and by the sea in Cuba. You got Lars being hit with the oars in the pond. Hated and it. then you have Carolyn dropping herself into the pond Hated with Pam following her. So that sort of watery thing is very important to us. Pause. I just want to highlight one of the most ridiculous <laughs> sentences I've ever heard from a creative explaining what I imagine is supposed to be a concept of artistic expression that is analogous to something that creates a parallel uh, contrast that mm. means something to the story. But it says, so that sort of watery thing. So that sort of watery thing. So you had Villanelle allegedly go down, allegedly go down in the river because, you know, you wanted to go that watery thing. So you tried to cleanse a queer with Christianity because we we dealing with the Church of England. Yep. There's a specific history there. That I just that's what you decided to use and then say, well, we had to keep with the watery thing. So you know, Lars, the oars. So that's how you guys thought of that horrible oar scene that no one believed. Looked awful. This watery thing. Carolyn, dead man floating with Pam, cause watery thing. It had no real utility to the show except to take up time that we should have spent with even Villanelle. Yep. You know, whatever. Finish. I, I'm editing the rant. <sighs> But where and when and how, we didn't know. We also didn't want to do anything horrible to her. Sounds elementary. I mean, pretty horrible. We didn't want to do anything gruesome to her. We didn't want to sort of go, here, see how you like it. And we wanted it to be epic as well. She was surrounded by a sort of celestial light because she's a special being. Here's oh the thing. If you didn't want to do anything God. horrible to her, you oh would not have killed her off. You give us an assassin God. and she has all of these targets God. that we watch her kill God. and we don't feel anything. God. And so you make her a target of someone off screen and then you go there, see how you like it. That is literally what you did. And you're saying that's not what you did, but it is. It is. And you have to sit in it because that's what you chose That's to what you do. do. It's what you did. You claim to care about Villanelle, the character. You claim that she's a special person, but you killed her like she was unspecial. And then you, you also... You wrote the finale like they you. weren't special. Thank like you. their relationship wasn't special. Like Villanelle wasn't truly special to Eve. Like Eve wasn't truly special to Villanelle. Not enough to live for because a bitch only has to save her and then die. And then drift into the fucking water, allegedly, based on your fucking script. Because it's inevitable, right? That's what they're saying, right? It's inevitable. You said she's a special queers being. To lose. But then you introduce a character Celestial. in the seventh episode and say that she's even more dangerous than Villanelle. Lies. And then you let her live. Remember how disappointed I was that she was evenly matched with Gun? I said, not this. <laughs> right. Not my bitch Eve being evenly matched. And you know what? She's a special being. Oh, so is he Palastri not a special being? I, I just... don't like celestial because the root of the etymology of the word is deeply connected to heaven. Right. Which, of course, is Judeo-Christian dogma. And in this specific instance of killing Eve, the Church of England! A vicar. A cloister. <sighs> the way I got energy for Sally? The way I got energy for Sally. Next question, because I don't think it's going to get better. What is the significance of Constantine meeting his end by somebody he raised? I think it's he's always... Oh, wait, sorry. He raised Pam? He's been with her all season in one location. He raised Pam. Been. I don't think he raised Pam. Fine. I no, thought I... the Lady of Red raised Pam. No, be Sally. But... I thought... Right! Right! You know what? Whatever, sir. Just now, go if you would have had Pam take out the Lady of Red... Please, please, please. Thank please. you for always believing Stop trying be... to think of better no. plot points. Okay. Just stop. Mm. Just stop. You identified <sighs> that actually Ellen raised Pam as yes. an assassin, and yes. it's fucked up, but go ahead. I think he's always known that at some point he would meet his fate by somebody that he trained because he had 
the warnings. And Villanelle's been very clear. And other people have been very clear. He's sort of known that he's been living on borrowed time. What we didn't want to do with the show was just go, oh yeah, they all live and they could all come back at some point for a reunion. Oh, but fuck once, off. But once the show's over, it's over, isn't it? Let's just, it's let's over, get isn't it? it? Let's go. Let's okay. finish. <laughs> we wanted to do something. Okay, <clears throat> we wanted to do something that felt like it honored the ambition that we had to really close off this it didn't. series. It didn't. Sorry. No, you are correct. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I think it's tragic for Pam because Pam is not psychopathic. She was looking for better. She Whoa. had this instruction. Whoa. And I think she was very torn. Whoa. Whoa. So they did all this analyzing on wow. Pam. We, that... we made a whole analysis on yeah. Pam, did we? Interesting. So you can you she can. She was just looking for better. Is this is this true? I <laughs> so don't... Villanelle wasn't groomed because just... Villanelle was surely groomed, right? Because she told the because Villanelle she was, was looking slavery, for better right? to get out of the Russian jail, right? Okay, whatever. Next question: What about this parallel between Eve and Carolyn losing their assassin lovers? Oh, fuck, fuck off! What the fuck? Well, I think the show's always been sort of fundamentally about sort of love and relationships. <laughs> I have to say, it wasn't a sort of conscious thing that Eve loses Villanelle and Carolyn loses Constance. But it was a conscious thing because you consciously fucking wrote it. Right. You said that the 12 loses and that MI6 wins. That's what you said. For queen and country. That's what you said. That's what you did. <laughs> Not for queen and country. But that's what she did. Anyways, and Carolyn did it for queen and country. She I'll did say... it to get in the good graces of MI6 according to the page. I just... <sighs> all right. All right. Where, where, where the fuck? Fuck it, was I? All right, I have to say it wasn't so conscious that Eve was Villanelle and Carolyn was constant, but I think it's what felt truthful. Lies. It's a dangerous world. The world they operate in is incredibly dangerous. You just said that Carolyn and Constant could have wandered off into the sunset, but Whatever. I think it was unlikely. How he was responsible for Kenny's death? Yes, and for her father's suicide. That didn't seem to matter in 79. Uh -oh, apparently. No, right. But I think it was unlikely. Their relationship came together through deceit. I do think that Constantine probably did love Carolyn in his own weird way. But whether that was ever reciprocated, I don't know. What you told me was, in your flashback, wow. was wow. that a Carolyn Martins was defined by her work because that's how she lost her father. Right. And so since she didn't have her daddy's love anymore, she at least had the job that they shared together <laughs> so as long as she has the job she has her dad and so now with kenny dead she didn't have the job so she had to chase down the killer of supposedly kenny even though i know that at the end of series three she already Bullshit, knew right. who killed kenny right to then betray her murder daughters so that she can get her job back so that she's quote unquote that she lost to her father again right that, that she, she lost herself, herself. so you because if she didn't have a good enough fucking plan whatever, whatever. it's all gross whatever Okay, next question. What was in Constantine's letter? I knew you could ask that. <laughs> what do you think was in his letter? That means you don't know! Anyways, part of me feels it's a confession of how much he loves her. But I also feel like maybe he tipped her off to what even Villanelle were going to do. What? Now... Wait a goddamn second! The way the shit keeps getting more inflammatory. Excuse? So, You're Constantine's to... entirely a piece of shit. Because not only are you telling me this motherfucker left his only fucking child to rot in fucking jail after she committed crimes based off solely his fucking influence, that literally his last dying thing is not a message that he gives to Pam, to Adina, I love her, to Adina, I'm sorry. It's tell Carolyn, I love her, and give her this letter in which I drop a dime on the murder host, especially the one that I claimed, I claimed I wish I did better with. I claimed I wish I did better with Villanelle. 
now, just to drop a dime on what her and Eve, who I just gave information to, were doing. For what? How does it hurt Carolyn? Enough. We saw Carolyn's response to the letter. She was like, this could have been a post. Like, she was like, this was a meeting that could have been an email. And she sat there in her feelings. And when Pam tried to walk away, she was like, wait. Because she was still processing and wanted someone to process that. Which is fine It's for a ridiculous Carolyn. question. It's a ridiculous question for Deadline to ask. And yet they asked it. Ugh. What? Ugh. We're tipping her off to what Eve and Villano are going to do because that Ugh. makes all kinds of sense to make Constantine the shittiest father that ever was abandoner of all his daughters, apparently. <sighs> and Sally says, She said, I don't think he did. I think that what he said is, you've been chasing a ghost and I've killed Kenny. I think that's what he said. And that I've always loved you and you will never forgive me. Whatever. For you, is it canon that Constantine killed Kenny? I think it is a little bit up in the air whether he Yo! did. Um, I fucking hate y'all. <laughs> I didn't know I would ever said, be here. I didn't know I would chased, ever be here. You with give the brass Carolyn of Eve. all the scream time in series four right to figure out who killed Kenny, and then the audience does not get to know. That's what Look, you said. Just keep it going. Okay. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. I think for Carolyn, deep in her heart, she knew that Constant was ultimately responsible for Kenny's death, but she needed the excuse to stay in the game and to stay occupied. Having something to drive her forward through the weird grief of Kenny's death was the only thing that was keeping her alive. I think ultimately Constant was probably responsible for Kenny's death, but who knows? <sighs> well, there it is. Villanelle killed a good number of the 12, but are they still around? Who fucking cares? Carolyn hinted that they don't ever go away. <laughs> Fuck this answer. Sorry. I think they're still around. It's like the Hydra. <laughs> so Villanelle didn't even get to... Uh, no, they are not Hydra. That's what she... Keep it, just keep it moving. Just keep I it I think it's still around. It's like the Hydra. If you cut off one head, two, off and more will come. So you can just say that without ever explaining it or having to make it ever seem real just because uh, you want to say shit into the air. Okay. But maybe what Villanelle has done is she at least, and Eve, but mostly Villanelle, Fuck she's bloodied them. Huh? In her mind, that is a form of revenge. It's whack! It is whack. I agree that it's whack. I think other cells of the 12 don't really cells. know who... We got cells? <laughs> Supposedly their cells. Terrence, it's the first time we heard cells. We it's it's the first time somebody said the it's word true. cell. This sounds like more info from your backdoor pilot. This it sounds is. like something coming up for your fucking spinoff. I curse it. I curse your spinoff. I think other cells of the 12 don't really know who the other people are, which is why the Lady of Ramfires is so difficult to sort of work her way through it. I think very, very sadly, the 12 is still out there. But no, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm it's sad for her, but you wrote it. You executed it. So. Thank you. Deadline. There seem to be some loose threads with Adina. <laughs> Gun and Pam. And we know that there are possible spinoffs in the works. Spinoffs? Why is it plural? Fuck How likely is it? This. Fuck it all. How likely is it that these characters will return to this world? Ugh. Uh, her response. Of course, we're thinking, and there's loads, sort of. There's loads of options for them. But there is no firm plans yet, really, for anyone. We've killed off some goodies in season four. There's loads of people, if we're being cynical. I think we'd have kept a lot more of them alive. But somebody was reminding me the other day that James Bond got blown up. So get out of that one. And a laugh. Um, whatever. A couple of days ago, there was also news that a Carolyn-led spinoff would be in the works. What can you share about that? And you just fucking ask about spinoffs. I, and she says, yeah, I mean, it's really the same as all the others. We've got lots of thoughts, but nothing has firmed up at all. 
it's quite a long way off. And may so it never come to fruition. There isn't really anything else to say yet. Cool. What's a Killing Eve spinoff you'd personally like to see? She says, I loved Constantine and Villanelle together. I'd love to see them going on holiday. The uh, fuck that are you could talking be a about? Special. That could be a 15-minute special somewhere. Fuck off, Sally. She's talking about 15-minute specials. Right. And instead of like a thriller, it could be a comedy of some sort. Ugh. Yeah, it could. It's them and just them in the being afterlife? really irritated at in each the other. And surprising each other. In the and then just slightly, slightly wreaking revenge on each other until they realize they're a bit exhausted and they just want to read a trashy novel. The fuck? I thought Villanelle was only happy when she killed. I thought she only was happiest when she was immersed and covered in blood. But, you know. And Deadline says, or watch a movie like Villanelle wanted in the first season. Uh, yeah, exactly. Again, I thought Villanelle just wanted to be covered in blood and killing Terrence. I thought she wasn't human. I thought that's what Laura was saying. What has it been like revisiting the finale? We're still exhausted because we've only delivered episode eight last week. I think we delivered it last Should have kept it. Should have worked on it more. So we've kept <laughs> on going. I think we never, ever thought that the show would have the impact on the fan base that it got. Clearly. And I think we're actually still slightly in shock and so we need to recover best we, of luck because we, you're gonna need to recover from these reviews and now having the worst the lowest rated episode of a prestige yep. tv show yep. in the history of television congratulations you did that sally and deadline's final question is i guess everybody needs a vacation in cuba hopefully not in this trunk of a car yeah god that would be nice it would be nice to get to the real now cuba. stay away from there don't bring your bad vibes to cuba don't bring your bullshit to Cuba, go to Margate, where you destroyed the show. How about that? Go vacation and fake Cuba, Sally, because that's what you deserve. Fake tropical sun, Florida mangoes that aren't ripe. And I hope you bite into them just like Carolyn. All right? I'm petty, but that's what I want. That's what I hope. Well, that article was an adventure. It was something. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, and now for this third bullshit from Kaleida. From Laura Neal. Yeah, we're not going to read the fucking intro into this article either. Because who gives a fuck? We know how the season ended. Let's just get right to the questions. You can be Kaleida. Did they do another recap? Okay. Um, it's below the recap. <sighs> First of all, I just feel like I have to thank you for Jodie Comer's Jesus because that's something I didn't even think I needed in my life until it happened. If you say so, Collider. Laura, I feel entirely the same. I didn't think I needed it. And then when it was dreamt up, I was like, of course I need this. <sighs> One of those things that struck me specifically about these last couple of episodes is that even though Lal are, for a large part, alone. There are other characters present, but these women have a lot of alone time together outside Why of the supporting lying? cast. What fueled the decision to bring them together and give them this little intimate road trip sequence? What fueled the decision to bring them together? Could it be the entire purpose of the show? Well, a few reasons. One, because we knew this was the final episode and we literally had no other time left. No, <laughs> that's me, guys. That's not Laura. And this was the last opportunity we were going to have to give them that intimacy. Not her saying that she literally, literally waited, waited. until the very yeah. last opportunity no, that yeah. she had to give them intimacy. Okay. Because those two characters are in the emotional places they're in and also where they are in the story and knowing that they're en route to what could be the big end game, the stars aligned and allowed us to have those scenes of actual stillness between the two of them in a way that we haven't actually been able to have. You know, you could that's have an episode that's one. not exactly true, but okay. I just feel like there's been other moments of stillness with Eva Villanelle. They've done uh -huh. a lot of staring. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, I don't think we could have, even if we'd wanted earlier in the season. That's a lie. It's a lie! 
Survey says that's a lie. Is, is it's this, a fiction. Is this you saying that your writing staff couldn't write their way out of a paper bag? Let me keep going. She's got a long answer here. Oh, that's true. Even if we wanted early in the season. So it just felt like a gift that was too good to refuse, really. Wait, 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 wait. She called the no, alone no, no. moments no, no, no. of villainy. She called the very gift. last. She literally said, I know why you hoes are here and I don't fucking care. The fact that I give you five minutes at the very end of a season in she which you will cum- cumulatively have less than 30 minutes for the whole series of Even Villanelle together. You should be honored. It's a gift. It's a privilege. <laughs> you queer should be thankful. I even put this in here. Step on a Lego, Laura Neal. Step on all the Legos. All of them. In terms of the stillness of it, that was something that we found as we were shooting it, almost. There was definitely more dialogue in the script or in the original version of the script that ended up in the final cut. That was because we realized, as those two performers were interacting with each other, so much of it was done in looks. So much of it is about their chemistry together on screen. And then playing around that I realized that I could take whole bits of dialogue out and the scene would just be a spe- <laughs> First of all... You lying. And the scene would be just as special because it's about these two characters. No, I think you took your shitty lines out uh-huh. and the scene got better. I uh-huh. think that's what happened. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge actually wrote lines. And not only was there looks and chemistry between Sandra and Jody, but there were lines that were excellent. I think Emerald wrote fucking lines. Yep. I feel things when I'm with you. Yep. On top of the looks and the stares, but sure. Sure. Try the bread. Try the bread. Where was I? Right, 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 right. Right. I realized that I could take whole bits of dialogue out, and that scene would be just as special because it's about those two characters existing in those quite claustrophobic locations that just dial up the relationship between them. It was just a joy to write those two having fun with each other, especially knowing where it ends. It felt important to have a contrast and to allow us to see them happy in each other's company. You know what? Hold it, Candace. Let's get through. Thank you. There's definitely claustrophobia to an extent, but also there's a sense of openness too (laughs) because they're out in this very remote place. I'm thinking specifically of the scene where they finally kiss on the road with no one else around. It's like a moment that just for the two of them and also felt like a release valve moment in a lot of ways. Villanelle playfully kisses Eve on the cheek first and then Eve initiates the deeper moment. What's the character motivation behind Eve finally deciding to go for it? I think there's... (laughs) I think there's a now or never aspect to that moment. Mm. Candace, focus. The intimacy that they've shared in the Bothy opens up that moment for them as well. Oh, that fucking cabin thing. They've had this sharing of the sleeping bag together. They've had the scar moment, touching each other's scars. But did Whoa! they? No. no wait, wait, they just, you, help, this is a help. fiction. They didn't, it's yeah, they another fiction. Eve did not touch a scar. If we you would have shown me Eve showing, if you would have shown me Eve showing, if you would have shown me so much. Eve, why did she lie so much? If you would have shown me. Why is she like this? If you would have shown me Eve reaching for where she stabbed Villanelle in that sleeping bag, the, the I, champagne would have popped. Right. The, right. the giant confetti would have somehow, we would have taken a hammer, blasted the giant confetti open. Like, just, like, did we you have want, been asking for Scar Place in series two. And, and we you, saw Villanelle messing with her wounds. Maybe you didn't know that Eve stabbed Villanelle somehow. Please and, stop. And maybe what you wanted Terrence, us no. to believe. She said they've had the Scar moment touching each other's scars. Right, but and Villanelle would, no, has no, one of no, those scars. Terrence, no, Terrence. When has Eve touched Villanelle's scar? She didn't. Terrence, thank you. She did. Thank you. So here's yet another fucking lie. 
It's a fabrication. Oh, I'm about to lose my fucking voice. I can't fucking She's deal with this. She's fucking I, the way I didn't even read this whole fucking article before we started recording this. And I just I can't even comprehend why this is happening. What did we do to deserve this, Terrence? What did we do? Is this the reason this, why? This prologue doesn't even make sense because we keep taking side jaunts to yell because everything we're reading is fucked up. Does she think that she hit a home run? Because she thinks these things that we are, that she's imagining, are in what she They don't wrote. exist in the show. They don't exist in the Remember show. Remember that article that we read when they said, when they said even Villanelle held hands at right. the bridge? And we it said they held hands. That didn't happen. They held hands at the bridge. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let me try to finish this. Uh, my throat hurts. Okay. They've recognized their shared. <laughs> the hats have a scar moment. <laughs> They've recognized the hats, surely had a scar moment. They've recognized their shared history and what the other has done to the other and also what they've given each other. There's a kind of bubbling over of that after they piss on the side of the road. It just felt like emotionally that was the moment where both of them could get there at the same time, which I don't think has happened before. But Bitch, that you was watch by your, your show. design. No, but you don't. Right. Not only is it by your design, this is my design. It's, did you watch your own show? Did you watch what Jody and Sandra did? Because there were many moments I screamed, now kiss. And it didn't happen. There was moments in which to do it, it did not happen. And there are definitely moments where I said, Eve, say something. And you said, you know what, Eve? Stay silent. And that was, again, your design. Lorena. Yes. Yes. It's you. It's the question. I finally finished. Okay. And throughout the channel, they're never quite seem to be on the same page, either emotionally or physically. And it seems like in that moment, they finally sinking up. But they were synced up like right after Villanelle twirled Eve. Cute they shit. were. Like how you do when you're bigger. Than your girlfriend or your partner, you lift them at will. You right. Know? No. And sometimes yes. you spin. <laughs> no, they were in sync yes. from then. No. Yes. Yes. Because Villadelle was like still being moody, and Eve was like, "Look, I need you, bitch. Like I, I came here for you, bitch, to be with you, bitch. Look at me in the middle of nowhere, bitch. I was just dying. Look at my bloody hands. I took out Gun's eyes, and that little like head tick Villanelle gives. It's like she really has been waiting just for something straight up. And the writers literally gave I us the least to, they could give, out. and it was still good enough. So whatever. Finally, all oh, right. Oh. Right. Like you're saying, there are no distractions. Villanelle has no one to perform to, and likewise Eve. Uh, the way that Villanelle performed for Eve, but anyway. They're just there on the side of the road, and they've just shared this moment together that's been quite funny and subversive and intimate. It wasn't funny enough about Gun. It wasn't subversive enough, and it wasn't intimate enough. It was none of those things. Right. Enough. It's in some ways a really unexpected moment for them to come together, which I really like. It's not romantic in any way. Huh? Wait a minute. They wrote that sentence and 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 they believe it. Um, they okay. wrote that look, sentence look, look, look. and they believe it. No, she said it. This is the interview. This is Laura's response. She didn't write it. She said it. It's not romantic in any way, which feels true to the show. Maybe what? she doesn't know what romance the... is. She's never had it. These are head problems. Yeah, these not are. you exposing your shitty fucking marriage yeah. to everyone. Who watches Killing Eve? Yep. Because if you think that there was no romance in this fucking show, you know what this is like? That motherfucker, what was his name? Ben Shapiro, who said his wife oh, yeah. never had wap. The dap, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he just let us know that he can't fucking turn his bitch on. That yep. he doesn't know what to do with a woman. Yep. Hey, look, I can't relate. Ooh, the way I'm ready to throw shit. Oh my God. I don't know how many of through this. I don't even know what the fuck this episode is gonna look like. Okay. All right. It's not romantic in any way, which feels true to the show. And then in other ways, it is the most expected moment for them to come together because of what's just come before. Okay. 
whatever. Next question. Another big moment is Constantine and what happens with his character. And it's surprising in a way, but also not. These are characters that are involved in this spy game world and there's a danger to that. But one of the things that feels a little more tragic for him is that it happens at almost a result of miscommunication or one character not having all the information that someone else does. We wanted it to feel like a product of the world that he's in. So this world of misdirects, this world of deceiving people, this world of tricking people. Girl, that's sounds like corporate America. It does. But whatever. Sounds like a lot of careers. Anyway, normally he's the one doing that. And then the wool is pulled over his eyes and he ends up on the receiving end of it. But according to Constantine, the wool has always been over his eyes. According to Constantine, he's just been a pawn and everyone's shit the entire time. But okay. Felt really appropriate for his character. There's something I really love about the futility of his death, the needlessness of it. That feels really cruel but also feels appropriate for Constantine in and the way that he lives his life. And I like the tragedy of his death. You are a cruel fucking bitch. Yep. I like tragedy. It makes you think less about my personal life. (laughs) The way we are sparing nothing for Lauda, but we can't be blamed. She continues, he and Carolyn have this moment on the phone. I think it's in episode five where they sort of say to each other, we're not cut out for happy endings, people like us. They've sown too much themselves. They've inflicted too much pain in other people to be able to be spared that in their own deaths. But but the way that that's bullshit, there is a real tragedy with Constantine because he's just opening up emotionally. Uh, This relationship with Pam has made him reflect on his life and it feels like finally he's kind of making progress. (laughs) How old is Constantine? No, he's making progress. Squeeze me. He didn't call it Ina, but he's making progress. I don't get it. Until that last episode he was in. She finishes, and of course, that's the moment in which he runs out of road. So what you're saying is, is that for men, for men, progress is always just around the river bend. And it's no, not... No, Constantine made progress, Villanelle, barely. No, right, right. No, She's not right. even human. Right. She's barely even human. The one time she... She's a monster. The one action that she did to show a... a of humanity and Villanelle Forget it. was the shielding. The the shielding of the shielding that the... you couldn't even tell were shielding just right. like they was running off the boat and right. on the other side when literally they should have just went down. I just feel like when people shoot at you, you go down. You drop to the ground. You're like, oh, I'm dropping to the ground. I'm not trying to get up and run because if I get up and run, I'll get fucking shot. But they said, Villanelle said, I know I'm a trained assassin. I know I'm a fucking expert. I know I was the best the 12 had to offer. But what we're going to do is we're going to stand up right. We're going to run, Eve. Run! Eve and we're gonna jump off the other side of the fucking boat that makes no fucking sense tactically because sure and we're also not gonna run back into the wedding because there's not first aid anywhere on the boat at all there's no reason to run bullets start flying you drop down to the ground that is the response of trauma you hear something being fired you drop down to the ground unfortunately we've seen all too many shootings in America that's what people do they hear firearms and they drop they don't say let me run and get shot that's not what you do it goes against human nature it's not what happens it's sadly we as Americans we yes deal with a lot of gunfire I'm just saying it's not it literally makes no sense it's not what most or I think really any human would do would be like oh do I hear gunshots does someone just snipe me please have a full figure to shoot instead of me going to the ground me going to a crevice me doing something that makes sense right, hiding behind you something. no longer have the shot if i'm on the ground no right exactly anyways where was i right her saying that it feels cruel but appropriate he and carolyn have this oh wait i read that already yeah you did okay. you did it's, my it's question. the question okay i love even villanelle ending up at a wedding in the finale on one hand you have something that's supposed to be a happy event 
And on the other hand, it's basically ground zero for the end. What prompted the idea to have them there on the boat? And what was the process behind trying to keep them all under wraps during filming when you're out in the open? The decision to have the end game at a wedding was in part a cheeky nod to the Eden Villanelle relationship and where it would end up in the kind of Disney version of the story. What? First of all, Disney is like, don't say gay. So and let's also, start there. Are you trying but, to say that what? those who wanted Eden Villanelle alive wanted, wanted a Disney, Disney ending? ending? That's bullshit. It's Patrick. Patronizing. It is, is patronizing. It's condescending. I mean, I like. She continues, I also just love the contrast. I love the bloody violent act that's going on below deck contrasted with this life-affirming, joyous, happy, universal moment that's happening on the top. Whatever. It also really spoke to me about the difference between Eve and Villanelle. We've seen their similarities so much as the seasons have gone on. We see those similarities more and more as season four goes on. You see the darkness in Eve and you see the Eve in Villanelle. I'm sorry. No. The phrase. You see the darkness in Eve and you see the Eve in Villanelle. So some people would have said you see the influence of Villanelle. No, Eve draws humanity out of Villanelle. I feel things when I'm with you. It's not the Eve in Villanelle. It is when Eve awakens in Villanelle. It is what she stirs in a bit. Did someone give Eve this darkness or was it already there? I just need Lord know to answer that question. No, there's too many to answer, so I can't agree. There's many things that she could answer, but actually she could just answer whether or not she's ready to cash me outside because I'm not looking for answers from her anymore. I'm over it. I'm past it. No, yeah. And she continues. For me, the wedding where Eve is dancing and Villanelle is killing in the moment where you're like, quote, no, but these people are intrinsically different. Nope. (sighs) Eve isn't a Villanelle. Villanelle isn't an Eve. They are not destined to become the same person. They are destined for different things. It just felt like a really clear way of saying that Eve is about seeking life at this moment and Villanelle is about seeking destruction. (laughs) Okay, but they both planned to go there. No. They both were seeking out the end of the 12. Villanelle in the script told Eve to distract Eve didn't say, I have no interest or no thought in killing. You guys decided to write Villanelle saying, go distract because that made sense. Even though no members of the 12 were in the wedding party, it seems. And even though we're confused about where the actual officiator appeared and why they just let an Eve Palastri step in and why that distraction was needed. Because Eve was in one part of the boat and Villanelle walked to another part of the boat. Rooms, there was hallways. So why was the distraction needed? When it seems the wedding was already the distraction for the 12 to meet on the boat. But Villanelle needs a distraction at the wedding to get to the 12. The way this is some of the worst writing I have yep. ever fucking seen. But but also. Holy bo- shit. Bonus clip. Who invites uh, Lady and Red to a meeting of the 12 cell leaders when the Lady Red is trying to take down the 12. So whatever. Yeah. Save it for the recap. Yep. It doesn't math. We know it doesn't math. <laughs> Okay. In terms of the practicalities, yeah, it is a real boat. It moves. We got it to move. We actually had Tower Bridge raised and shut for us, I think, twice in one night. And we filmed on that boat for a week. <laughs> Wait. So what? The- what? They filmed for a week. How many scripts did you throw out, girl? How many things did you reshoot? You shot on that boat. Yep. Less than five fucking minutes for a week. You shot yep. on the boat and had them raise the bridge twice. Yep. For a week. For some of the worst minutes I've ever experienced in television. Okay, congratulations. Let me continue. It was quite tricky to keep it under wraps, to be honest. Wait! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna choke. We had that spoiled article jo- with the no, no, no. Okay. Let me just Let me just finish what she's saying here, Terrence. I don't think there were any big spoilers out there about what happens on the boat. 
But we were sitting there with our fingers crossed the whole time that it didn't get out. The boat really rocks. So spending 12 hours filming on that is quite a challenge to people's stomachs. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Y'all spent 12 hour days on a boat for a week. Five days, right. For that bullshit we saw in the finale. Yep. For a poorly shot David Lynch inspired. No sense scene in which we see nothing and where there's not even choreography. What are you talking about? And Lauda, bitch, do you use Google? Every fucking significant thing about Killing Eve was spoiled before we did our first preseason snap. The new team. The did episode it. title was what, Terrence? Did we just get spoiled? Surely. It surely was. And the content of that preseason snack, Terrence, was what exactly? What were we talking about? Oh, how there were bystanders who had these cornballs. Right. right. And right. that we knew that someone got shot. And Several cell phone videos. Yeah. And then literally 4K photos. Four fucking K. Yep. Photos of a Carolyn plot twist. That wasn't a plot twist because we knew who had Carolyn. There was nothing to wait. There was nothing expectant about it because we knew it was filling out. About the titty blood, we saw them on the boat. Literally fans have right. sleuthed the poor pixels to be like Villanelle grabs Eve to kiss her. Yep. So the way y'all crossed your fingers but clearly could see, I'm sure you could look out the boat window and say, look at all those tourists with their cell phones out. One of them is yelling, Ciao G. Calma! I'm from Liverpool as well! Like what the fuck are y'all talking about? Jerry Ryan gave an interview talking about Picard and shooting on a bus <laughs> with Michelle Hurd. And she was like, we were so concerned about people seeing and like knowing plot twists because we literally saw motherfuckers. Like the bus had to stop and we literally saw people outside the window take a picture. And there's a picture I saw somewhere some time ago where it was a fan picture. And it's literally her looking at the camera probably like, fuck, not as being spoiled. But even then, Terrence, it wasn't spoiled like that. And so if Jerry Ryan was sitting on the bus and she was like, look, a human, look, a human. They totally just took a picture of me on this bus. How is Laura saying, I hope it didn't get out. Yes, our show has one of the biggest British actresses right now. And but you know, but was maybe there it didn't also get out. a spoiler train for series three as well, where before the series came out, but it wasn't there was like BTS. This. It um, wasn't like this because technically there was BTS that came out before series two. That's how we knew about the red outfit and that there was going to be jaunting and walking around in the red outfit in series two. But we did not have anything about the ruins, and so they were able to successfully hide that. Like we no, saw no, them no. in the yeah. street and doing stuff. Remember, there was like thing on the steps. And we were like, "What are they doing? What's Jody Coma wearing?" So there have been stuff, but the actual. Last second of the show has not been spoiled and they had it spoiled. And Laura has the nerve to send his interview and say, oh my God, I hope it. We were so concerned about it getting spoiled, but we think we kept everything on the wraps. You kept nothing on the wraps. Nothing, you literally started the fucking season with a campaign that says, hey, Villanelle's going to die. You look at the juxtaposition of her and white and Eve and black. Remember when I was talking about that? I was yeah. like, it's looking, it's giving some celestial bullshit. It's giving some Christian no sense. It's giving laying you at rest. No, it did. And you were right. Anyways, it's the question now. When we talked before the season started, you had mentioned writing and rewriting this ending. And there was a lot of different versions. Was the plan always that Villanelle was going to die? And if not, were there any alternate endings that were almost considered right up until deciding to go with this one? We discussed lots of different versions of the ending. We had a version, this is just in discussion phase. We talked about both of them living. We talked about both of them dying. Oh, this is similar to that other answer from the other article. We talked about a version where Villanelle lived and Eve dies. And we spoke about all of those versions quite seriously. The only version that got to script stage was this version, in that Villanelle died and Eve lived. There was a version that was written where Villanelle more overtly saves Eve, sacrifices herself for Eve. That was a version that existed in script stage for a while, and then we moved away from that because it didn't feel quite true to Villanelle's innate self-interest. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
Because Sally will say something else in that other bullshit article with Deadline, and Laura will say something else. So how can we talk about Villanelle changing? How can we talk about Villanelle doing one good thing and being okay, apparently, allegedly, with death because she did the one good thing by saving Eve? But, you know, you had to get rid of the script in which someone blocks the shot so that we can actually tell that she's overtly saving Eve and that Eve has a moment of recognition that she's being saved by Villanelle like, and wow, that they can share died. something. Right, right, right. You said, no, I can't do that, no, because it didn't feel true to Villanelle's innate self-interest. Well, so what is true? Her innate self-interest or her doing something good and sacrificing for Eve? What is true? Oh, this response gets worse. Okay. All right, let me go down. We had another version where the location was different, so it wasn't always on the boat. There was an iteration of that where the same stuff happened, but it was on a kind of cliff-top hotel. And there was a hotel jump rather than a boat jump. Well, first of all, not only would you have been vastly unoriginal, because, you know, Hannibal, Thelma and Louise. Yep. Yep. She continues. For various production reasons, we couldn't make that happen. But also we discovered that we could have that location on the Thames and it allowed us to have Tower Bridge. And that just felt way more exciting with that in the end. But with all the spoiler photos that came out before oh the show cliff. was done, choose the, choose the cliff because then people could be like, but what about all this BTS that we had? I guess they ended but up also, not using stop it. Stop trying to pretend that you're doing this sophisticated fucking bookend when it looks like you were stringing scenes together by the seat of your fucking pants based on availability in the panini. Yeah. Just be honest. Be honest. 